welcome this evening to our Good Friday service. Hopefully on the way in, you received or you grabbed one of these communion cups on the way in. Um, There are two layers to the top of it. I want to walk you through it. There's a plastic clear layer there that will get you to the wafer. And then if you take off the foil, that's what will get you to the juice below. Uh, For our service, uh, we are inviting you to participate with us, but we've also set this up so that we can allow the screen to help prompt us to the next points of what we're doing. Our basic flow will be one of a reading of scripture, a moment of silence and reflection, and a song. It'll vary a bit, but that'll be kind of the flow of the evening. It's a good Friday that we come together and we remember that, as Jimi Hendrix said, what's most important is not a love of power, but the power of love. And in this case, of course, it's the power of the love of Christ. Any mother or father knows that before a child is born, it's not the parent's job to strive for power, but to instead, out of love, do everything they can to provide the best environment they can for the new life that is coming. And so it's Good Friday that we see Jesus in the laboring pains of bringing his kingdom to earth, of starting a brand new revelation, a brand new revolution of what life in his kingdom would look like. So this evening we get to descend into the depths of the power of God's love in order that we can see when Easter comes how much we rise because of his love for us. Let me pray for us, and we'll begin our service. Now is a good time to silence your phones. (laughs) I got to do mine too. Father, we thank you. We thank you that in the midst of winter, when there's snow on the ground and the temperature is dipping lower than it seems the bottom of the thermometer can go, that there is an end in sight, that even in the midst of winter there is Christmas, There is relief. There is the celebration of your son's birth. And even now, as we've progressed through the months and we're arriving at spring, God, we have right now the moments where we can see the trees beginning to burst forth life. Father, in this service, we take the time to see your cross. The same way that we see Christmas as something that brings life in the midst of those times when it seems like our lives have descended further below the points we think we could ever handle. We look at your cross as those buds on the trees that are there at the very beginning of what will bring new life to the world around us. And so, Father, in this time, we pray that we would not move too quickly toward Easter, not not too quickly toward the busyness of mowing the lawn, of pulling weeds, but right now we would just sit and rest. We would relax our shoulders and be swept up into the power of your love that brought you to the cross. Let's stand and sing together.
the Savior say, Thy strength indeed is small. Child of weakness, watch and pray. Find in me thy all in all. Jesus paid it all, all to him I Sin had left a crimson stain, he washed in white as snow. Sin away, conquer death for me. 
may be seated. When the hour came, Jesus and his apostles reclined at the table. And he said to them, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it again until it finds fulfillment in the kingdom of God. And he took bread, gave thanks and broke it and gave it to them saying, this is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same way, after the supper, he took the cup saying, this cup, this is the new covenant in my blood which is poured out for you. Jesus, before he gives birth to this new kingdom by dying on the cross, he takes the time to tell his children, the body that I am going to give up is for your sake. The blood that I am going to pour out will be poured out for your sake. And our mothers didn't say those words to us before we were born. The body that I have and the blood that I will spill is what will bring you life. The heartbeat that I have had that has been the metronome for you as you have been in my womb, as you have been in my care, is the metronome of your life that will continue on even after you are born. And with communion, it's as though Jesus says, this this is the metronome for your new life. All along, as Jesus walked with his disciples, he he showed them a new way of living. And as he died on the cross, he said, this is the way that you as my children should live, a people who flip the world upside down. And so as you take this bread and you take this cup, not only are you drinking, not only are you celebrating what I have given you so that you can have life, but you are taking into yourself the identity that you will live as I have lived. That you, that I, would give our bodies and our blood for the sake of the kingdom of God. And so you have with you a cup. Go ahead and grab that cup and peel off that first layer of plastic. And as the disciples did there at that meal and as followers of Jesus have done since then, in whatever form it takes, we grab a piece of bread. And we hold it in our hands, acknowledging it to be at the very same time a symbol of two things. One, the body of Christ given for us. And number two, at the exact same time, the identity that Jesus asks us to take on us as we are birthed into his kingdom. One where we would be his body. And he says, would you do this in remembrance of me? Jesus knows that he's not only going to give his body, not only has he invested his physical life, his energy into his disciples, but he's about to spill even his blood. And so Jesus says before he dies, I'm going to give you my blood so that you might find life, that you might from my body find the blood that you need to live into new life. And at the very same time, would you as my body live as I have lived? willing to give your blood for the sake 
of the kingdom. He says to his disciples, drink in remembrance of me. After he had said this, Jesus was troubled in spirit and testified, Very truly, I tell you, one of you is going to betray me. His disciples stared at one another at a loss to know which of them he meant. One of them, the disciple who Jesus loved, was reclining next to him. Simon Peter motioned to this disciple and said, Ask him who he means. Leaning back against Jesus, he asked him, Lord, Who is it? Jesus answered, It is the one to whom I will give this piece of bread when I have dipped it in the dish. Then dipping the piece of bread, he gave it to Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot. As soon as Judas took the bread, Satan entered into him. So Jesus told him, What you are about to do, do quickly. But no one at the meal understood why Jesus said this to him. Since Judas had charge of the money, some thought Jesus was telling him to buy what was needed for the festival or to give something to the poor. As soon as Judas had taken the bread, he went out and it was night. You will all fall away, Jesus told them, for it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. But after I have risen, I will go ahead of you into Galilee. Peter declared, even if all fall away, I will not. Truly, I tell you, Jesus answered today, yes, tonight, before the rooster crows twice, you yourself will disown me three times. But Peter insisted empathetically, Even if I have to die with you, I will never disown you. And all the others said the same.
Before I spoke a word, you were singing over me. You have been so, so good to me. Before I took a breath, you breathed your life in me. You have been so, so kind to me. Oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. Oh, it chases me down, fights till I'm found, leaves 99. I couldn't earn it, I don't deserve it. Still you give yourself away Oh, the overwhelming, never-ending Reckless love of God your foe, still your love fought for me. You have been so, so good to me. And I felt no worth, oh, you paid it all for me. You have been so, so kind to me. Overwhelming, never-ending, miraculous love of God. Oh, it chases me down, fights till I'm found, leaves the 99. I couldn't earn it, I don't deserve it, still you give yourself away. Overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. Yeah. There's no shadow you won't light up. Mountain you won't climb up, coming after me. There's no wall you won't kick down, lie you won't tear down, coming after me. There's no shadow you won't light up, mountain you won't climb up, coming after me. There's no wall you won't kick down, lie you won't tear down, coming after me. There's no shadow you won't light up, no mountain you won't climb up, coming after me. There's no wall you won't kick down, lie you won't tear down, coming after me. There's no shadow you won't light up, mountain you won't climb up, coming after me. There's no wall you won't kick down. Lie you won't sit down, 
coming after me Oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God Oh, it chases me down, fights till I'm found Leaves the 99, oh, I couldn't earn it I don't deserve it Still you give yourself away Oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God They went to a place called Gethsemane. And Jesus said to his disciples, sit here while I pray. He took Peter, James, and John along with him, and he began to be deeply distressed and troubled. My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death, he said to them. Stay here and keep watch. Going a little farther, he fell to the ground and prayed that if possible, the hour might pass from him. Abba, Father, he said, everything is possible for you. Take this cup from me, yet not what I will, but you will. Then he returned to his disciples and found them sleeping. Simon, he said to Peter, are you asleep? Couldn't you keep watch for one hour? Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Once more, he went away and prayed the same thing. When he came back, he again found them sleeping because their eyes were heavy. They did not know what to say to him. Returning the third time, he said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Enough! The hour has come. Look, the Son of Man is delivered into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us go. Here comes my betrayer. Just as he was speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, appeared. With him was a crowd armed with soldiers and clubs sent from the chief priests, the teachers of the law, and the elders. Now the betrayer had arranged a signal with them. The one I kiss is the man. Arrest him and lead him away under guard. Going at once to Jesus, Judas said, Rabbi, and kissed him. The men seized Jesus and arrested him.
from Luke 22, 52 through 53 and verse 66. Then Jesus said to the chief priests, the officers of the temple police and the elders who had come for him, have you come out with swords and clubs as if I were a bandit? When I was with you day after day in the temple, you did not lay hands on me, but this is your hour and the power of darkness. When day came, the assembly of the elders of the people, both chief priests and scribes gathered together and they brought him to their council. And now from Luke 23, 5. But they were insistent and said, He stirs up the people by teaching throughout all Judea, from Galilee, where he began, even to this place.
Matthew 27, verses 15 through 26. Now at the feast, the governor was accustomed to release for the crowd any one prisoner whom they wanted. And they had then a notorious prisoner called Barabbas. So when they had gathered, Pilate said to them, Who do you want me to release for you, Barabbas or Jesus, who is called Christ? For he knew that it was out of envy that they had delivered him up. Besides, while he was sitting on the judgment seat, his wife sent word to him, Have nothing to do with that righteous man, for I have suffered much because of him today in a dream. Now the chief priests and the elders persuaded the crowd to ask for Barabbas and destroy Jesus. The governor again said to them, Which of the two do you want me to release for you? And they said, Barabbas. Pilate said to them, Then what shall I do with Jesus who is called Christ? They all said, Crucify him. And he said, Why, what evil has he done? But they shouted all the more, Crucify him. So when Pilate saw that he was gaining nothing, but rather that a riot was beginning, he took water and washed his hands before the crowd, saying, I am innocent of this man's blood. See to it yourselves. And all the people answered, His blood be on us and on our children. Then he released for them Barabbas, and having scourged Jesus, delivered him to be crucified. survey the wondrous cross on which the Prince of Glory died my richest gain I count but Such love and sorrow. 
certain man from Cyrene, Simon, the father of Alexander and Rufus, was passing by on his way from the country, and they forced him to carry the cross. They brought Jesus to the place called Golgotha, which means the place of the skull. Then they offered him wine mixed with myrrh, but he did not take it, and they crucified him. Dividing up his clothes, they cast lots to see what each one would get. And it was nine in the morning when they crucified him. The written notice of the charge against him read, The King of the Jews. They crucified two rebels with him, one on his right and one on his left. Those who passed by hurled insults at him, shaking their heads and saying, So, you who are going to destroy the temple and build it in three days, come down from the cross and save yourself. In the same way, the chief priests and the teachers of the law mocked him among themselves. He saved others, they said, but he can't save himself. Let this Messiah, the King of Israel, come down from the cross that we may see and believe. Those crucified with him also heaped insults on him. At noon, darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon. And at three in the afternoon, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Elioi, Elioi, lima sabachthani, which means, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When some of those standing near heard this, they said, Listen, he's calling Elijah. Someone ran, filled a sponge with wine vinegar, put it on a staff, and offered it to Jesus to drink. Now leave him alone. Let's see if Elijah comes and takes him down, he said. And with a loud cry, Jesus breathed his last. The curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. And when the centurion who stood there in front of Jesus saw how he died, he said, surely this man was the Son of God. to 
for the body of Jesus. Now Joseph was a disciple of Jesus, but secretly because he feared the Jewish leaders. With Pilate's permission, he came and took the body away. He was accompanied by Nicodemus, the man who had earlier visited Jesus at night. Nicodemus brought a mixture of myrrh and aloe, about 75 pounds. Taking Jesus' body, the two of them wrapped it with spices in strips of linen. This was in accordance with Jewish burial customs. At the place where Jesus was crucified, there was a garden, and in the garden a new tomb, in which no one had ever been laid. Because it was the Jewish day of preparation, and since the tomb was nearby, they laid Jesus there. Surely this is not what is supposed to happen to the person who claimed with his disciples for three years and healed people around him and told them that a new life was coming. It is not the Messiah of God who is supposed to be nailed to a tree and crushed. It cannot be. And yet it is. 
because Jesus does not come with a love for power. But he comes with a power of love that is so overwhelming and so giving that this man is willing to give his life for his friends. Greater love has no one than this, that he would lay down his life for his friends. Greater love has no man than this, than that he lay down his life. Not for the sake of himself, not for the sake of grasping on to power, but for the sake of his friends. It is the strong power of God's love that woos Jesus. His strong love for you that brings Jesus to the cross. It is out of love for me, for you, even in the moments when we have taken the bread that he's offered us and run away to turn our backs on him. He still came to that cross and was whipped. He was given out of love for his friends. And in that, we're caught in a web of emotions. We're filled with joy and we call this day good because this is the highest expression of love that anyone could offer to give his life for us. And yet at the very same time, that loss of life, the cost of it seems so great. How can we move forward? It seems as though Christmas has been taken out of Easter. The buds that have been promised at spring cannot rise up because the tree is dead. So the followers of Jesus who were there that day, who stood around the tree and listened to others hurl insults at him, who maybe in their hearts wondered if really this could be because this doesn't seem the way that things are supposed to go. With all of that, they, like we, at some point dismiss ourselves. Some of us stay and pray. Maybe you'd like to stay and pray for a bit. Maybe you need to go. Whatever it is that you do, we invite you to do that in silence. This concludes our service.